Welcome to GB Talks, hosted by me, George Bamford, founder of Bamford Watch Department and Bamford London. In this podcast series, I'm going to explore what I call oddball watches. I'm chatting with some amazing people throughout the series about the world of watches. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if there is ever any watch you would like me or my guests to discuss, please do get in touch. So this is our Christmas bonus episode. You've got Simon and myself back again, and we're just doing a roundup of the year. Wow, what a year it's been. Simon, I'm blown away with what's happened this year that is 2021. Um, I thought you and I could actually just do some recaps of some watches we've launched, but also some podcasts that really have highlighted such a great year. Um, Firstly, I have to say to everyone, happy Christmas. It's the 25th of December. Yes, we got here. And I hope that everyone is opening amazing presents today. Simon, what would you like to start talking about, do you think? Well, I think you referred to the number of of launches that we've had this year, and it's like just one big Christmas cracker full um, (laughs) of just amazing other brand collaborations as well as our own in, in-house uh, watches. So where to start? I guess the fun element. Where to start? Oh, my God. Okay, let's let's go ahead. What, what, I, I, I think it may be characters. Characters, you know, it makes you smile. Exactly that. And just had a client in actually this morning, bought a, a, one of the skater Snoopies. He was wearing the Omega um, Snoopy watch. And he said the reason he had it was because it makes him smile. And that's exactly why he wanted the skater watch, to make him smile. So it's coining that phrase, but it absolutely is. He was, yeah, very happy uh, to come and get uh, his skater Snoopy alongside his uh, Amiga uh, there. Just to say, we didn't record this on the 25th of December, as you probably realise, this is a pre-thing. So Simon is, uh, uh, but it's just before Christmas. But I will be here on the 25th of December, shop open. Really? No. Okay. No, no. 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 Uh, we we're off. We're 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 celebrating with uh, turkey and uh, and opening our own presents. But you're right. We start on Snoopy. Snoopy. It has been a year of Snoopy. You know. You think about what we launched. Let's let's start at the beginning of the year. Well, if we start at the beginning of the year, the earliest character watch. If we talk character Ooh, watches, yeah. Then um, Snoopy wasn't ahead of the game um there's one other character popeye the sailor man yep and his can of spinach and uh, that was a, a fantastic launch uh, early in the year um really set us off to a good benchmark uh, with all the other character watches then that we we launched but that was uh, almost an immediate sellout i mean total sellout it, it we was... get used to sort of we take it for granted but i guess we shouldn't but it's always uh, amazing when it does sell out and we're able to put the sold-out signs on, onto it. Um, you're totally right. You know, we should never... Look, we don't. We don't ever take it for uh, granted. But we also say in the business, and it's one of my big mottos, is our customers can get on without us. We can't get on without them. So it really is, you know, thank you so much to everyone who's supported us on this. Um, then, I, you know, Popeye the Sailor Man, for me, Popeye just makes me smile. And you're right, when you said about the customer coming in, it these watches are the watches that when you put on your wrist they should be there to make you smile. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a trace memory, perhaps, of childhood, of uh, uh, reading comics and following certain characters, but it's also the aesthetic. It's there, and it's that surprise element for other people to show them, and, uh, yeah, it's a feel-good factor. But so at the same, similar time to the Popeye, not too long after, it was... Let me think, Snoopy? I'm wrong! It is... I'm not going to sing this one. Sesame Street. Yes. Um, With that yellow box of the Big Bird and the Big Bird GMT. Um, For me, the Big Bird GMT, I I don't know what you thought, Simon, but it just, it really, really was amazing. First sellout was the Cookie Monster. Of course, you know, everyone loves the Cookie Monster. And then Elmo. Elmo in the Bamford Mayfair Sport. Yes. And uh, you referred to the box of the Big Bird and and into all of them, in fact, and... uh, 
it just encapsulated Big Bird, really, because it was a yellow felt-covered box and uh, it just was a happy sign of things to come inside the box. You're definitely right. I also love boxes. I think you and I do. I love the whole... Um, I, I think we first really discovered this in Japan when we, when you and I were travelling in Japan and this whole thing about opening and that whole thing about this box being part and parcel of, of the experience. And I know today that everyone is opening their wonderful Christmas presents. Um, I'm sorry to my wife um, because I have reboxed all of your presents into... Um, uh, basically, uh, you've got a dishwasher, um, a, um, a the pair, ironing board. Remember the ironing board? Uh, no, but it's I, I've literally got spoof boxes for every present. So my wife is uh, thinking that she has got um, radio um, uh, uh, slippers, um, and she has got a Rain Mac pajamas so um i'm sorry darling um but the presents are in there you've got wonderful things from uh, wonderful brands but um the boxing for me is part and parcel um sesame street getting back to the the facts in hand because i know that we've got to carry carry this through because we have a, a gauntlet of wonderful watches that have gone through but um sesame street was one of the um the main main watches that uh, early part of the year so we had popeye sell out and sesame street and so what else is next simon then of course it was the first of the um peanuts snoopy edition which was the revolution the joe cool revolution this was amazing this was um way um from revolution way that has been an ever um source of conversation um on this podcast doing this joe cool one i loved how it came out what did you think i mean it was just from packaging to everything about it was just damn cool well it was the full luminous that uh, people loved on, on the watch and uh, uh joe cool such a classic and you know greatly followed um snoopy so it was uh, always going to be a hit. And, that uh, white dial and the white packaging, the luminous box for the packaging as well. I mean, I remember you and I talking about it and going, can we actually do that? And I remember getting that paint. This was something that we really loved being a part of is for cancer, wasn't it, Simon? That, that's right. And it was whilst we were working at, on the watch at the same time as the launch of the Revolution Snoopy, actually the, the watch came to fruition for later for the charitable yes. event. Yeah. Yes, there was an online charitable event and I can't wait to see it on that person's wrist. And that's amazing. Yeah. And and then uh, it was after uh, Revolution was the DSM. DSM, we've always, I mean, can you remember the first time that we started selling in DSM? I, I feel like it was almost at the start of our business. So, you know, I mean, I, I think they had a anniversary recently and we were part of that. Yeah. And maybe 15 years yeah 15 16 yeah. years they've, they've been our friends um for that long and to do this dsm snoopy um black box white dial dsm on the dial it is one of those i mean the amount of times that these two snoopies that we've just discussed it was a revolution in the dsm the amount of times that people are phoning us up and wanting these um you know it is just unreal isn't it yeah we i'm so sorry we didn't make enough yeah, we never make enough, but that's the attraction as well, is that keeping it uh, sort of uh, small numbers uh, keeps that real hunger for it. And uh, we get lots of demand after sellout uh, still. We get lots of inquiries. It's um, bad luck, I guess, to those that are missing out, but hopefully they, they get on onto the next one fairly quickly. Um, and I would... Uh, Talking about Snoopy, for me, Snoopy means a hell of a lot to me. I think it does for our business. But, you know, for me, when I was born, I, I, Snoopy was put in my cot um, uh, uh, when I was born in America. So that was quite an amazing thing. And he's been never kind of constant in my life. So that's why I've always kept Snoopy inside the business in some way and it's it's amazing working with peanuts what a great um, brand but also working with snoopy is and i think for you it it does make you smile you also think i'm totally nuts sometimes. absolutely i i i followed snoopy to an extent as a child but um not an avid follower but was aware and saw the some of the small snippets of cartoons etc but he's 
I love dogs. He's a dog. He's a, a beagle. Um, and just love, love seeing it. And it, just seeing a Snoopy and the word Snoopy, it just sounds yes. happy. Great yeah. word, great uh, character. And uh, that's why so you can't fail to love Snoopy. You might not be an avid collector of Snoopy, but you can't fail to love a Snoopy when you see them. You're totally right. You're totally right. So moving on from that, I think at this, I think after DSM, I think we launched the B three four seven. Was that right, or um, or am I jumping ahead? But anyway, look, let's dive into the B three four seven because for me that is something that. You know, we're talking about Bamford London here, but for me, the B three four seven is forged carbon single push chronograph watch. Single push. I know that we've waxed on lyrical about this. Um, I did a, a podcast with um, uh, the young horologist um, about single push watches, um, and uh, you can hear a little clip of that uh, now. When we were saying, oh, we can't really think of any modern monopushes that, in terms of their design, the only one I could think of, naturally, that was that was, you know, against the grain in that sense, was yours. It, it's it is not, it's not harkening back to a pocket watch or a watch from the twenties. It's a genuine new execution of a monopusher, and it's oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I've been itching to talk about it and to share it since I came to see you a couple of weeks back. It's, it's yeah, it's absolutely Well, brilliant. look, I, I, I love it. It has not left my wrist uh, since I got the prototype earlier this year. Actually, I got it uh, February of this year and we've just been testing and testing and testing. Um, and I love it. Maybe not for timing egg and pasta, um, but I actually love when the Cronohan is actually just going around all the time. I love movements. I love craziness and forged carbon. For me, that was our biggest push is to move into a new watch, a chronograph watch. What did you think? Well, it was a great project, one that came around quite quickly in terms of the development. And we were so happy with the first sort of sample of the watch case, there's very little to, to change, um, which is remarkable, really, considering the speed we created it. Um, the thought process of, of the watch has been there for some time, but the speed that it was actually executed um, was fantastic. And uh, very little to change from the original sample. And of course, the, the first B347 that we launched, we, we launched in collaboration with Hadinki, yeah. um, yes, sold exclusively. Yes, yes. Um, at the same time, we were still uh, creating the pink uh, edition yeah. for Revolution. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was a th- great thing is launching with Houdinki. I mean, that was a first of, of us as Bamford, uh, Bamford Watch Department, Bamford London is selling on Houdinki. Uh, you know, um, Houdinki has been a great, great friend of ours um, for a long time. We've been, we've loved them beyond belief. But, you know, uh, and as you know, that we've had um, Cara on our, on this podcast. We've also had uh, Stephen um, from Hudinki or ex Hudinki, um, and we've had um, Toby Bateman as well. So we've had some really good people that were on the on this podcast that were from Hudinki. So uh, it was just amazing to be working with them and launching this watch with them on the B three four seven. Of course, with the forged carbon uh, model now out and uh, available, we have an, another iteration coming in the new year yes so that's that's going to be a lot of fun and you know after the demand of the forged carbon i think there is something else happening and um also you know you and i like color i know that uh um normally i'm wearing black but today i'm actually wearing the most bizarre wonderful amazing um kind of blue um almost bound for blue hoodie um to do this podcast with you and i love color i love color when it contrasts with something else but i think that on the b347 it is something that we want uh, as a stable watch it is part of our um, long-term strategy i think i hope it's kind of in yours and my wheelhouse and it was something that we definitely definitely wanted to make then we moved on uh, let's move back to snoopy do you think or should we move on to um well actually at the beginning of the year um which we launched for the year was a 2021 edition gmt 
Um, so Andrew McCutcheon from Time and Tide, um, someone that you know has been on this podcast so much that he even gets a uh, hazard warning um, when he when he comes on here. Um, he is um, my brother from uh, Down Under, um, and we did a Time and Tide year-long watch, 2021 watch that was a Time and Tide ex- um, limited run. Um, and I love the idea of doing it for one year. Andrew and I um, going through and and what was amazing is the watches he brought to this um, podcast we even did and then we say we launched some watches but we've launched some watches on this podcast that aren't ours we've launched an IWC watch we've launched um, Zenith um, uh, Time and Tide watch uh, we've launched the Aston Martin watch um, I'm just trying to think of which other watches we've launched. I mean, we keep on launching on this podcast with the people that are running it. Um, and that was amazing. And talking about IWC, Chris Granger. My God, we got Chris Granger on this. Listen to him talking about some of his watches. This whole idea, I mean, as you say, they started off, you know, first of all, it was a titanium watch, which was yeah. always IWC's specialization because it's absolutely anti-corrosive. It's it's light, it's scratch resistant, it's it's super robust, um, which has always been uh, part of how we do things. But then this idea of saying, okay, let's create a backup mechanical diving computer. And of course, the ultimate functionality here is a backup mechanical depth gauge, which uh, was done by using our dear French scientist, Mr. Bourdon's uh, tube system, which is basically a coiled tube where water enters the tube and with increasing pressure, that tube would straighten out and thereby transfer that onto a mechanical well, set of, of gears that would ultimately give you a hand's depth reading, both for current depth and for maximum depth, out of basically what is a bent tube inside the watch case that starts to straighten out as water enters it. Well, in amongst, well, obviously, the watch launches that we're discussing here, in amongst this, we, it's, we can't fail to mention the, the podcasts and the sort of titans of the industry that have sort of been on the podcast. And I think we're up to 50, I say we, yeah. it's, this is a, a George production podcast, uh, uh-huh. George production, and uh, George is up to 50, um, maybe a couple more actually. Uh, they're incredible. They, they have a real, they bring an insight in, about watches from a different perspective from those in the industry as well as those from outside the industry giving their their favorite sort of um, thoughts or their thoughts on their favorite pieces do you know you're totally right what's been amazing is what the people have come on on this and talked but also the other thing is who um you know from the designers so we had roman um from zenith we've just done a julien um, Tone from Zenith. We've got Jean-Claude Beaver that is amazing. Him talking about um, Hublot and the, and the past of Hublot. And, and that was that was a, a true... I was sitting at the feet of a god in, in my world. Um, and, you know, that was amazing. Um, then talking about Audemars Piguet, talking about... Talking Zenith... Uh, sorry, IWC Watches with Chris Granger. Talking with Patrick from Gerard Perigo. Talking about Aston Martin with Robin Swithback. These are some amazing people. Um, and, you know, here are a few little extracts from those wonderful conversations. It was in the pipeline to have, a, uh, as I always also told you, a second wave around Chronomaster after the launch of uh, Chronomaster Sport, which is more modern, more contemporary. But of course, we wanted to once again highlight what has been done. And one of the true icon uh, of, of the Zenith history is the A386 model with the, the three-color subdial signature, which is really something uh, uncommon that most of the people people, people recognize as a Zenith watch. And, and this this watch had, had a, such a cool design, a cool, a cool case. Um, we did some revival around the 50th anniversary back in, uh, in 2019. And uh, since then, of course, we had the, the idea to, to bring it back to life. I have seen the future DNA of Hublot, of course. I have reinforced this uh, DNA. And I have given a name to the DNA. The name is the art of fusion 
in watchmaking art. And fusion means yeah. you, you assemble uh, contrarian products. Uh, you can assemble, uh, uh, and that was the first one we did, is uh, carbon and uh, titanium. That was in 2005, when nobody uh, had watches in, 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 uh, in carbon. So I have seen the, the new DNA out of fusion, but I had never imagined that we would do a sapphire watch because this technology was not available, nor in Switzerland, nor outside of Switzerland. I, I use deliberately using materials like sapphire to try and bring it into the future as a experimental pioneering watch brand. We're paying a, a, a massive tribute to the year to our predecessors and what has been done uh, for more than two centuries now at Jarpego, and we are we have so much respect for the movement itself. And on the other hand, we are we decide to go for material which is much more contemporary, uh, like the sapphire. Having said that, what I really like in in a quasar, it's like the fact that we are. Obviously, we're using um, a material which is probably as complex to work with if you want to do it well and if you want to do it properly. And, and, and obviously, I'm completely biased on this one, but, our, but our, it's probably one of the nicest sapphire case that does exist. Going back to watches and uh, the GMT, the watch, uh, oh, yes. that launched uh, two years ago. Yes. Um, it's had a bit of a revamp. It really has. Um, so on the GMT, I mean, Simon, you and I um, always saw this GMT. Firstly, when we launched the GMT, we were like, do you think people would want this watch? I mean, that was our first, when we launched the watch. And then we saw the success of it and really is. I mean, I, I touch wood whilst we're talking, but it has been a very successful watch. Um, and and we, we were like, well, what do we want to do? We want we're, we're ever pushing the boundary. We want to really make sure that it, it, it is the best that we can do. Salita SW330 movement, that's a uh, 2A now, I, th I think. Yeah, it's a 2A movement. Um, that is is a stable. It is one of those stables. We wanted to make it Swiss made, didn't we? And and, yeah. and then there was a few other things that you and I were pushing on. I mean, you were pushing on the bracelet massively on this. I think bracelets always take that much longer to develop, to get right. And uh, that's what's happened with this in terms of the, the upgrade to the bracelet. Uh, makes the watch feel so much more significant on the wrist. Not in a weighty way necessarily, but just in the the way that the deployment clasp uh, works the 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 fact it has a, a slide function to to just give that little bit of flexibility on the sizing either smaller or larger and um just uh, yeah the way it connects the watch just very smoothly so it's a, a real really good upgrade to the, to the watch along with the watch itself uh being swiss made um, that was one of our big pushes, is to make sure that it was Swiss made, especially after the B three four seven that's Swiss made. Absolutely. Um, and also, Simon, the other thing is, there was little geeky things like we put a, a rubber seal in the internal rotating bezel, so so then it really had a flush fit in there. There, there was a little uh, on the crown pull. We've done a little finger uh, finger point there. Um, even when you take off the um, the bracelet, and I've got the GMT in front of me. And we've chamfered the little edge there. So then when we put on a leather strap or something like that, it fits perfectly and flow, flows through in an easy way. That was our biggest push on that was we wanted to make sure that everything really worked. And, and you know, all of our colours worked and all of our things work on the GMT. And of course, there are new colours that are uh, launched this year with the GMT. So lots of different colour schemes um, within the, the watch. For me, this watch is something that I always love the GMT. I love the idea of um, having uh, two time zones on a watch. And I think you and I, and when we get back to travel, and I hope this year will be the, the year ahead will be the travel year. But, you know, two time zones, it really is. You can phone home at whatever time. I kind of feel like E.T. and, and phoning home. But, you know, it is one of those things. I, I think this this for me is the, the perfect upgrade. But everything we've upgraded, this is the uh, other thing is everyone goes, 
oh, well, it looks the same. No, every single piece we've upgraded on this from the case to we've we've redefined the whole watch again. So that was one of the things that I think you're totally right. Stepping onto the GMT, you know, the black and the steel, it's one of those great things. Um, also, I think we did something else as well we launched uh, this year. We've launched actually a few things this year. Yeah, there's a few more things to, to go through for sure. Um, the the collaborative um, watch with uh, Daniel Arsham. Yes, this was amazing. So this is King Nerds, Daniel Arsham, Honor Frank Muller. Um, this, this was such an amazing project because this is a hand engraved, Daniel Arsham designed, Frank Muller watch. Frank Muller, there is something, I, I have a, such a sweet spot for Frank Muller because I love the idea, but it was also informative. Um, when I was growing up, uh, I saw Frank Muller's out there and I thought, oh my God, that wonderful shape of a case. I, I think you're exactly the same. There was something there that we wanted to do. And, and working with King Nerd, so Johnny is, is an amazing guy and I love working with him and I've always wanted to do more projects with him. And you have as well. And then I think also our unique hand, unique dial, using Daniel's wonderful colorway. This was something that, I mean, literally tick, tick, tick. It was like, um, the only problem was we didn't make enough. No, we didn't make enough, but uh, they, they all sold out. And the special box that went with it. But the actual watch itself really lent itself to... Um, King Nerd's engraving. You know, it had a. There's a lot of surface area on the case of the watch, which allowed uh, Johnny to really go to town on, on doing the design and, and carving out the uh, Daniel Arsham sort of motif across the watch case. Do you know the only annoying thing is I didn't get one. And um, Simon, I'm kicking you under the table as you probably feel. Um, I, I didn't get one, and, and the reason why is because they sold out too quickly. Um, thank you so much to everyone that uh, supported on this. Uh, and working with Daniel, I mean, what a great, great guy. I mean, what he has created, what he has done, and pushing the boundaries, I think this is this project, it was just like tick, 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 tick. Well, at the same time, of course, we also launched the customizer on the website. Yes. So I, so I, I, I totally, so um, uh, we launched our partnership with Frank Miller on the, on, on the same side of this, we uh, launched on rose gold um, and it was a full customization. I think there's something like, and I'm going to get this wrong, but there's something like a hundred million options on a Frank Miller um, or something like that. It is a phenomenal amount. And uh, we're advised uh, on that by the web developers as they're doing all the various options. I think I think they're a little bit pissed off, but honestly, they they love it because we keep on pushing the boundary on it. Um, no, it's and wonderful working with Frank Miller on that. Um, the other thing I wanted to jump onto is another brand, but this is very much something that I it was such an honor to do. This is the only watch. Yes, you know, you and I went out to Monaco for the only watch um, for the preview of all the watches, and firstly that. That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We actually felt like we were part of the watch world. Yes, you you know, I didn't think of it like that, but you were right. It just kind of hanging out with each of the people in the watch world. It was amazing. And to see other people's um, watches that went into this. This is um, something that um, Simon and I got the wonderful call um, and you know, when you get a call from a watch brand and you, and they say, we'd love you to develop this. We, we were like, okay. Um, and this is the casquette. Now I always say it wrong. And I know that Patrick from Jared Perigo is going to say that I say it wrong. Even I probably say Jared Perigo wrong, but, um, I am British and I'm useless with languages. So I think, but this was kind of when we had the call, I think you and I worked in dovetail on this and it was just like, we had a, how long do we have? I can't remember. It was weeks. It was only a matter of weeks, uh, to turn this around um, but it was a project that, you know, like all the projects that w we enter into, it's it's formed by the passion. And if you have that, you can do your utmost to make sure you turn things around. And this was turned out turned around very, very quickly, uh, much to sort of our amazement, really, but at the same time, delight when it came through. 
it was also our development team and our um, and our watchmakers. The problem with all of it is we put everything else on hold and just went, let's do this. And it was forged carbon titanium and making that forged carbon the titanium case. So it was one of those. It was just so damn cool to do that. And then that box, you know, we copied the shape of this and made and just amazing, no? Yeah, the, 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 the box was the real highlight, I think, for me. Um, I just think it was just fantastic. It was a, it was a moulded version of, of the watch itself. Um, it's super slick in, in all black. And, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic-looking box. For me, it's the watch because I, 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 I put that watch on. And, look... When you talk about lightweight, this was so light. Um, the brand new Gerpergo movement uh, with a lightweight uh, case, unreal. It was just amazing. And to put that on your wrist and just to see, and that brand new movement in there. Um, and we were, and it was an absolute honor to be a part of Only Watch. Um, I, you know, it really was. And to raise money for an amazing charity that's got an amazing cause and to be a part of some bloody amazing watches. I mean, there were some huge highlights. Zenith, Tag Heuer, um, Ulysses Nardin, Patek Philippe, Audemars Piguet. I mean, like, these brands are, like, literally Captain dropping the mic. Um, I did when the auction happened. I, um, I did, I was watching it and I fell off my chair. I was watching it at breakfast and I was like, oh, my God. Um, what did you think? Uh, it's just amazing that I think uh, Luke Pedovino just gets the right brands together and he has the most amazing um, enthusiasm and, and commitment to the charity and uh, you can't fail to, to yeah. get on board. And uh, I think it was a record sum this year that was raised through the auction. So, you know, uh, big ha hands up to uh, Luke on, on that. It, it, honestly, it was amazing. And also for a digital watch on our side to, to raise so much money. Um, I, I think I, I'm, I'm blown away by what happened, how it happened. Uh, and thank you very much, Sheryl Perigo, to giving us the um, call and saying, can you do this? But working with an amazing team to do something that is for an amazing cause. The other thing, and, you know, we talk about charities. Um, there was something else I did this year that I think I'm a little bit of a nutter on. And you've probably seen on our social media. Um, I did from Land's End to John O'Groats. I cycled the whole of England. Now, everyone keeps on saying, well, why did you do it? And I think I wanted to explore England. It was 1,000 miles uh, or 900 and something miles. But um, who's, who's guessing? I'm rounding it up. But why I'm, I'm tooting my whistle on this is because... It wasn't that. It was about the charities. It was about doing something different. And, you know, you talked about Luke. It is different. And, you know, for me to do the cycle ride with three friends um, and to do it for charities where we laid our, um, rested our head, that was something that for me was a challenge, especially because I couldn't get onto a plane. I couldn't travel. I couldn't see people. So I saw the country of England Great Britain, and good God, it's great. Um, and that was kind of one of the great things that came out of it, is I realised how beautiful, wonderful, and amazing Great Britain is. And if you're listening from another foreign country, come here and come and see us. And I'm, I'm not, I don't work for the I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you actually come here and cycle the length and breadth of, of, mm. of Britain. I don't think so. But uh, certainly, I mean, the, the, the charities that... Um, benefited from this were all local along the yeah, route definitely. and uh, it was an amazing um, f uh, commitment uh, by George and the, the other cyclists. I think Simon what you did um, didn't you do something at the same time as me? Uh, yes I did I actually I, I set up my bike in my in my living room and I, I think I got on there at least once whilst eating Mars bars that's what you said you were going to do every day. You were, you, yes, you said only, you were going to be on a bike and eating a Mars bar. So that that was the most perfect combination. I only managed <laughs> the one day, unfortunately. Oh. I was I was shattered after that. <laughs> um, so okay, look, we we get back to um, 
to the ideas of what's, what went on in the year. You know, there's some amazing podcasts, and I want to get on to this. You know, what have been your highlight podcasts? Which ones are the ones that, that made you kind of go, wow? I think the one that stands out was um, was James Marks and and because of the watch that he was discussing, which I really had no no previous uh, knowledge of, and um, for me the Singer watch. Yes, yes, yes. I loved. Look, I love chatting to uh, James Marks, Thomas Crown Affair. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was a it was a really good conversation because it, it explained the watch in a different way. I think you know he is one of the best advertising for Singer at that point. But you look at it, and yeah, that was awesome. And I think that what comes from all of the podcasts is just a different take, a different perspective from people that would normally be talking about their own brands are talking about other brands that inspire them or of interest to them. And I think that's the interesting, he's getting the insight, the sort of, uh, of the inside the industry. For me, I, I'm going to say, so there's one or two that I thought were amazing. Actually, I thought most of them were amazing because it was an honour to have these people coming, coming and talking to us. Um, you know, I loved actually two or three of these what I call three ways but it's that doesn't sound the right word but three three of us talking uh the Robin Swithbank Patrick and myself um so Patrick from Jerry Perica for me that was amazing uh James Marks again uh with Jer, um, Jean-Claude Beaver I mean that talking about concept Odemar Piguet's um was amazing uh, those those were some absolutely cool things to do and then josh and evan um from cool hunting uh talking about the casket before we even got the phone call um so that was also just damn cool working with people and talking to people i've learned about different watches and different experiences and what watches mean to them and that's i think what's amazing is we haven't had the normal watches you know nick falks talking about the Cartier crash. I mean, what a what a damn cool watch. But him talking about that, not talking about something else. He brought up the Cartier crash. You know, these these are watches and understanding them and going into depth and historically doing it. Um, you know, we got on the dash when when uh, Jeff talked about you know a a moon watch. You know, that isn't the normal moon watch. These are some really cool things. Not only did AP made the first disruption with Royal Oak, but they made a second one with the concept watch. It's just phenomenal. And it shows you how much they look to the future. Within my head, I cannot think of another reference that not only started a movement in regards to their style of watch, and AP were not designing a watch for the 90s, they were designing a watch for the 2020s, they're also giving birth to a brand. It, it almost looks like a droid out of Star Wars or something. Um, what I really love is that the, the, it's, it's quite ergonomic. So it's a, it's a digital face with a very classic red screen and red readout. But the way it's oriented on your wrist, the... Um, the screen is is facing you when your hand is idle. You don't have to turn your hand to look at a dial. When your hand is idle, the screen is facing up. So it's, um, you know, I guess if you were imagining it compared to a classic watch, the screen is on the side, not on the top. And and it's just got that simple little GP in the top of it. It's kind it's of very chic. It, it it is the chicest and and the LCD display or the uh, or the display. It's kind of a bizarre display. It's a bizarre color. It's not what you'd imagine. Cartier made such a small number of watches in the first fifty years of Cartier from the late to the late 60s. I think they made something like 25,000 watches or something in total. Wow. So but that, that's just the Paris. That's just the Paris office. And of course, the uh, crash was a London invention of the swinging 60s. Um, it really? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. The okay. Cartier, well, there was, the, there was what, we, what we became known as the, you have two sizes of, Mac, well, let me go, London Cartier. The three brothers split the business between them. Each took a city, and then London 
became, to my mind, in the 60s, 50s and 60s and 70s, the maker of the best Cartier watches. The watch that I've brought for today um, on your cue that you want odd watches, weird watches. In one intro, you also said that you want wonderful watches. So I believe in my collection, the, the watch that would qualify as the oddest or the weirdest, but also to me the most wonderful, is a watch that was actually worn by John Glenn uh, in the period immediately before and after his Mercury flight in February of 1962. Um, the watch wow. is made by LeCoultre. It has true 24-hour indication, meaning that the hour hand goes around the dial once per day. Um, and it appears that only a handful of these watches were made for the Mercury 7 astronauts. So you wanted odd, I'll show you odd. This is, this is probably the strangest, but also one of the most wonderful watches in my collection. Okay, Simon, now we're getting on to um, some other launches, I think, yeah. if that's right, okay. Some more recent launches and uh, with uh, the Mille Mille. I know I pronounced that wrong. I pronounce it wrong every time, but I think you get the gist what I mean. Yeah. Chopard. Um, working with Carl Frederick uh, from uh, Chopard, creating this Mille Mille watch. Mille Mille, uh, you know, you already know when we did our podcast with Carl Frederick, um, you know, you know my obsession with the Mille Mille, you know his obsession with the Mille Mille. And I think that was uh, the thing. Um, it was just, it was such a great launch. I mean, uh, Gregor Fiskin, um, Chopard, uh, you know, Fiskin uh, cars, it just was in depth on this watch. This is a chronograph watch with our flame orange accents. Um, it's a cool watch. What I think, think? The, the event itself was went down as being one of the best events uh, we've certainly been part of. Uh, the excitement to be around some amazing vintage cars and to see the launch of this watch and to sort of mingle with other people that are, have an interest in either the cars or the watches. It was fantastic. And... Uh, it was a, a just a superb event. The watch itself is was sold out yeah. um, within a matter of days, uh, which was again fantastic. And and it really is. It's it, working with another brand with Banff Watch Department, and you know, working with someone that loves what we do. You know, we we always said we we're, we're coming out of the shade and we're coming into the sun, but we feel the sunlight from the watch brands, and to work with Chopard and understand their manufacturing. And you know, our watchmakers loved how they're made, the manufacturing of them, and the understanding of of that as a brand. But um. You know, there is the podcast, and I'll put a, little, a few little extracts from that podcast into this. But it really was. It was amazing to work with Carl Frederick doing the interviews and doing it there and wearing the watch and just on stage with him doing that conversation. I, you know, Simon, I think that was, that was kind of a really good part of the year. It was fantastic. And, uh, you know, another sellout, and uh, which obviously was uh, just in a matter of days, but... Even without the sellout, we were so excited by the launch, uh, by the event and the people that turned up. I think you also, I know it sounds strange, but uh, Simon always hates the sellouts quite quickly because I always go, what's next? Where can we go? What can we do? I think, is that right? Well, when you have something that is what you feel is such a great design, it's hard to know what's going to replace it next. And so I like to just uh, live a little in the moment and not look too far forward. Um, but we're always looking forward here. Um, always got something on the go, as you'll see in 2022, of course. Oh, yes. But there's just a couple of other... Um, launches we've done. Launches uh, that we've done um, using the uh, Tag Heuer. Yes, 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 yes. Simon, Simon did a kind of uh, wonderful face. Uh, and yes, um, so you will have seen the amazing um, social media uh, Tag Heuer Carrera. This is TikTok Bamford Tag Heuer Carrera. Oh my goodness, this is this is the um, kind of end to the year in such a kind of social media kind of blast what a cool watch great uh, matt 
dial with with the TikTok logo, TikTok colors. Uh, we got the call um, during the summer to say, could we do this? And we were like, um, yes, yes, we'd love to do it. Um, the only problem is we have not got a TikTok account that actually works. You and I like um, kind of looking at TikTok, but we're not, um, we didn't have a Bamford TikTok account. So we were like, yeah, we need to get one of those <laughs> to start off with. Yeah, uh, TikTok has become one of those very addictive um, sites with some great content on there. And uh, to do this watch with the, to carrying the TikTok uh, name uh, is, is an amazing achievement. I mean, what, what an amazing thing to be in, endorsed by a brand like that and to do something together with Tag Heuer on TikTok. Um, and I, I, I keep on going, oh, my God, we did it. And we delivered it and it's out there and wow. And then um, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit because um, I know that you wanted to talk about another Carrera, but I think for me, um, what there was something else we wanted to uh, chat about on this was, um, ah, can we get to a um, Snoopy? There is the most amazing a luminous dial Snoopy. This for me, I mean, you know, we talk about Snoopy, we talk about Snoopy launches. And yes, we did the skater Snoopy that we absolutely love because I'm an 80s kid and I love Snoopy. But this Frank Muller, Crazy Hours. Now, Simon, you explain Crazy Hours because it is that kind of nuts idea. Yeah, well, Frank Muller have created this movement and it's iconic in some ways in that the hour position is not sequential, so not 1 through to 12. Um, the hours are randomly placed around the dial, so uh, it, the hour hand would jump from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock, which might be, the 3 o'clock might be in the normal 7 o'clock position and the 4 o'clock might be in the 4 o'clock position. So the hour hand at the point of the minute hand going past 12 would jump to where that hour is. And that's Snoopy's hand that jumps. Exactly. And it's, um, it's a remarkable looking watch. It's fun. It's, it's crazy hand Snoopy. We, we thought it was a fantastic idea. We love the, the, the fun nature. We love the fact it certainly brings a smile to everyone's face that sees it. And uh, it's been a fantastic uh, success. Yeah, it, it really has. And the other thing is that that black case with with the Woodstocks um, at, at the two two points. I mean, doing that design and even the box for this and with the red inside. I, I mean, good God, this is so much fun. I, I loved I loved creating this with Frank Muller and this illumination that comes underneath with this this wonderful like lines of illumination that comes off the dial is just unreal it's like a contour map uh, oh, yes. uh, a contour around the snoopy um silhouette and in in the nighttime it's fantastic because even though it's lines of, of luminous it looks like the entire dial is just covered uh, with luminous a solid luminous it's a great look it is so, it's an it's such an unusual watch and for me it was a it it, it just it, it really is an end to a year in such a great way. Now, jumping around, we've got the Illist Tag Heuer Carrera. Uh, this was um, talking to Mark from um, from Illist, um, uh, asked us to create something that was just a wonderful colour and a wonderful watch. And, a, and just working with them, I love Illist and I love what their designs are and how they do stuff. And you and I just kind of was like, hell yes, let's do it. Yeah, it's a really uh, unusual looking watch in in a classic way, but using the Carrera as, as a base model, it just works. It's, it's and the Carrera is such a cool watch and steeped in such great history. Um, you know, I can't wait to show um, everyone some more projects on the Carrera next year because Jesus Christ, I've fallen in love with this watch and I just love these type of things. Um, and then I wanted to jump onto something that has been maybe two years in the making, but actually I'd probably say five years in the making. Um, and this is something that is absolutely blown away that we're doing it. It, it really is the bringing of personalization into Zenith's boutiques. We have built a customizer 
that is in um, that is exclusive to their own boutiques, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. In the um, starting off with their factory uh, boutique in uh, Le Loc, and uh, it's been taken around to their own operated boutiques around the world. I mean, this is the first time that personalization has come into a watch brand of this caliber in this way. It's taken a dynamic um, CEO um, and design team to go, let's do this. Wouldn't you say? I mean, what a great team to kind of bring this on and just so damn cool. Yeah, and the take up of it has been really good. We've had some great uh, inquiries and sales. And uh, so we're just looking forward to rolling it out uh, further in 2022. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, that for me has been such an amazing thing. I'm really blown away. I mean, Simon, is there anything else we've missed from the from from the year? No, I, th- I think that's it. I think I think I think there has been one or two others that I'm I'm uh, talking about. I think that the cosmic rainbow was something else that uh, we did, didn't we? Yes, that's very uh, true. And working with the dial artist has been a, an absolutely cool working with him. Um, and Simon, the other thing I w- wanted to say is it has been truly amazing. The amount of people that have listened to this podcast, the amount of people that have reacted to this podcast, you know, talking about Ted um, and um, and me mispronouncing his surname about 20 million times, um, talking about which watches we should be talking about next with who we should be talking about, um, you know. We should be talking to more CEOs. We should be talking to more people in this in this podcast world. I listen to this, and and I'm saying yes, yes, yes. We will definitely do it. But all of this is is made possible by you, you listening to this and understanding that. You know, we love watches. I love watches. You love watches. I mean, you and I geek out of what's on our wrist today. I mean, what do you got on your wrist today? It's the Equiracer, the Bamford oh, Edition Equiracer. Yeah. That we launched last Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, so that is, I'm, I'm so pleased. I've got I've got the bicolour um, Bamford Dark Blue and Aqua Blue GMT on my wrist. And, you know, for me, we love watches. We really do. I mean, trainers and watches are our thing, um, as you probably realise. Um, on this note, thank you so much. Happy Christmas. I hope that Father Christmas has brought you what you wanted this year. Uh, and if not, um, you know, could always come and see us later on. Thank you so, so much. Stay safe and listen here for more GB Talks. 